Coffee's for closers only. You think I'm fucking with you? I am not fucking with you. I am, I am, I am, I am not fucking with you. Coffee's for closers only. Closers only. Coffee's for closers only. All right, we're back. Circling Back Podcast coming to you live from Austin, Texas. It's Coffee Friday, which means one thing. No rundown, just vibes. My name's Will DeFreeze. To my left, David, Mr. Bing Bong himself, Rough. It's not an official nickname, but I'll take it. Um, first time listening to the Coffee Friday intro uh, with headphones on. And let me just say, banger. It's a bop. Also, did not realize that uh, our girl uh, Unka Jams made it in there. Oh, yeah. That's that's a nice touch, as a as a great man says. So anyway, thanks for having me, <laughs> Dylan Shivery, ladies and gentlemen. I noticed you got your "I'm a Tough Guy" T-shirt on today. Yeah, boss. Right for, for our guest. This that's is cool, man. This is my uh, "I Need to Do Laundry" T-shirt. Okay. Not not that there's anything wrong with the shirt. It's just it fits a little tiny. It's a boxing. It's it's a boxing club T-shirt. If you can't see it, folks, and I guess we're about to intro, dude, Dave. I'm trying to impress Brandon. Have you, seen, you want, have you seen Fight Club, man? <laughs> if you want these hands, I'll give you these hands. You've won, you have the same T-shirt. I won't give you? you the hands. Don't you own this T-shirt as well? I do. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Is this one of those it's a cool shirts? Is this one of those deals when they cool didn't shirt. send me one because they're like, yeah, we don't. <laughs> we don't want this <laughs> those guy. two guys should probably have boxing shirts, but yeah, Will's don't, good. Don't send one to the NARP of the group. Shout out Music City. We have a very special guest today. He's coming to us live from. You're in California right now, right? You're not somewhere I else sure on the am. road right now. No, Brandon, no, no, I've been home. His name's Brandon Wennard. You probably know him from Bro Bible. Brandon, welcome to the program. Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. This is uh this is such an honor to 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 be on with y'all. Honestly, it's been too long. This should have happened a while back, I think. I mean, you know, what how how long have we all known each other in the internet world? Yeah, like a decade. You've been over a decade. Long time. <laughs> yeah, we we've known about you. I mean, the the media industry, at least like in our little part of the media industry, like we all kind of know who each other are, you know. At Grand X, we've known about you and 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 your guys and obviously Bro Bible since like way 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 back. You know, yeah, I mean, we we followed like literally every chapter about Grand X, yeah, like, over the years, the the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, well, there's plenty of all of all of that, all of the above to to talk about. Was, sure. there, was there ever a rivalry between? Because <clears throat> um, I, me viewing it from afar, I always thought there was like a you had the guys who would, and they were mainly like Midwest or Northern, like bro guys who would say, "Oh, that's bro." Then you had like, then you had the frat. Was the, there the frat the bro, in the southeast? And, but then they 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 converged and created a, a, a super genre. I think that's fair. I, I I'm curious about like I'm I'm actually really curious about uh, what you guys think if there's a rivalry. That's I don't think that's a subject that we've ever really addressed. no. I don't think so. I don't think there was ever any. I I honestly feel like there was. I feel like we might have had some internal rivalries at Grand X, or at least some chips on our shoulder. Like where we were like, hey, like I want to beat these guys. But like Bro Bible, I feel like there was always a mutual respect there. There there was never some kind of like, yeah, I don't like these guys. We always tried to yeah. be sorry, go ahead. 
No, that that's how I feel. That's how we were too. Like for for years, it, I almost felt like if you guys were doing something, it's like, hey, maybe we should think about doing this. Like that's actually like these guys seem to know what they're doing. Let's let's maybe you know follow their lead a little bit. Sometimes there were always like certain news stories that would that would come out and that would just fit like our you know our brand and our demo. So we would we would cover it. Like Bro Bible would cover something, we would cover something, and then sometimes like Barstool Sports would cover something. They had like. 80 riders at the time. So they were like always first. And then, uh, yeah, there's always kind of like, all right, who's going to get to it first? Who's going to do a better job of covering it? But we each had our own little unique kind of spin on everything. A hundred percent. I think a lot of it was like who was going to, uh, who was going to have like the audience member send someone, send something yeah. newsworthy to somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the the thing I was kind of thinking about a lot was like Johnny Manziel news back in the day, <laughs> where like you know Johnny Manziel would show up at a bar somewhere, and I think like probably all three of those sites would receive the same information from someone that was at that bar, um, and it was just a matter of like, well, who was going to get to it first yeah. to make it like yeah. some kind of newsworthy thing, you know? I remember like it would be like Saturday morning. And Johnny Manziel would do something stupid the night before. And I remember like waking up in a group chat being like, we got to be first on this. Can someone upload this video to YouTube so we can embed it? And it was just like, oh man, like we're trying to be first on Johnny Manziel stuff. When Manziel was at the height of his, you know, fame and he became the starter, he beats Alabama and all that. And then he he was also like this party guy who would like be seen with like Instagram models and he would just be in Cancun doing whatever or, you know, Cabo. It was an exhausting time in Grand X history because you had to cover every move that he made. Like we get a text at like 11 o'clock at night. Hey, Manziel's doing so-and-so. Like, oh, someone's got to write something about it, you know? That was a fun ride. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think we all thought we were going to get Pulitzers for like our <laughs> coverage of, you know, uh, what, 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 what college football players party looked like back in the day. <laughs> I was trying to like reminisce and, and kind of recall some of the old like really viral news stories from back in the day. Um, and the one that jumped out at me immediately was the uh, cunt punt situation. Amazing. I don't remember yes, her Rebecca. name. Rebecca. That's right. And you guys, did you guys yeah. hire her at one point? Is that right? We, sh- we sure did. And it was, uh, sh- she's, she's wonderful. Like, and she worked for us for, for years. Um, her, it was just kind of like one of those things when that went viral, she, we started, we covered it, you guys covered it. And then she kept like, for some reason, she like kept a line of communication open with me mm-hmm. Um, after, I think it was because we didn't, we didn't like, re, like she, there was something she respected about how we covered where we didn't like you know, make fun of her or something like that. I think we like kind of celebrated it in a lot, in a way. And uh, that kept a lot of communication open. And she was like, you know, a year later graduating. Uh, But I was like, well, you're obviously a good writer. So, you know, that's kind of the, the day one, the day one criteria for the job. And uh, yeah, so we integrated her in and, you know, she kind of like, it was interesting. She 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 covered a lot of like uh, a lot of like, you know, kind of advice stuff for a while. 
but then spun really really went really hard into like kind of covering news and like college news and whatever and giving her spin it was it was awesome she's she's great man i just tried to pull it up and there's a cosmo uh, article on it and the link is a tfm article but i cannot pull, it's no longer in existence <laughs> oh, that's man. that's a good thing for all of us no I but think. it's bad for the seo if it's a broken link inbound dog but, we, we got to fix that oh. to uh <laughs> to set the stage here she wrote an email during her junior year of college get felser on it verbally destroying her <laughs> sorority chapter uh for being quote fucking boners around fraternities during uh, greek week she was henceforth known as the cunt punt queen. I don't think we called her that. And is now working at Bro Bible as of the time of this uh, this uh, Cosmo article. Oh, it was a huge story, man. I mean, it went like crazy viral. Like anyone who yeah. posted about it was getting clicks. It was wild. It was on like late night shows, I think. Like there were, yeah. there were definitely some like late night shows that were referencing it. Like it was it was big. You don't see uh, you don't see sorority girls call uh fellow sorority sisters uh fucking boners i like that i do like it maybe they shouldn't have been acting like fucking boners she was ahead of her time yeah i, I want, know what happened i want her on my team now absolutely i remember being jealous or like i i, I knew the the guys who had started tfm and i don't think i was working for grand x at the time but when i saw that y'all had hired her i remember being like "Ooh, that should have been them that should have been my guys we should have hired her yeah I think I think because they covered it in a way that it was like like you said like celebrating her and we were probably just like who is this crazy chick that's like tearing apart her sorority and she probably didn't like that as much to be fair Michael yeah, Shannon yeah that, that was it <laughs> I mean that was it. I remember that very vividly <laughs> okay we kind of I kind of know I wasn't with Grand X in the early days but I kind of know everything at this point of of what happened in order to make grand x kind of blow up and become this like popular site what was what was really the the starting point or catalyst with bro bible that took you guys from like to, to being something that was you know something you can do for a living the uh the first thing like back in the day was uh was how we started embracing like all these college rappers that were like um that were like just kind of like knew it like like the asher ross of the world yeah like and that sort of thing like sammy adams like mm -hmm. sammy adams was a huge one sammy adams in 2009 he released a song where he said like i'm hanging with my bro bible boys like, <laughs> yes one of the it's called tab open and uh oh. that was the thing where i think like we were kind of like oh this like little like community that at the time was like a message board not really like uh not really like focused on our like publishing efforts we're like oh this is like this could be like a real thing and people started like really recognizing it um and everything like that so we started seeing a lot of direct traffic uh and then we started steering more into like news and kind of the the the, the writing stuff that you see now and uh i don't know man it's just like things just started falling in our lap i don't really know how to like it, look, a lot of it, I feel like it's just luck, but like growing the audience really fell into just kind of capitalizing on things that came down the line, like little bits of gossip about like those, those like rappers that weren't like, they weren't covered culturally, um, but that, but they were really popular with like college kids. Mm -hmm. uh, also the rise of like the EDM scene back in the day like with like Avicii and uh all of those all of those kind of people that seemingly came out of nowhere in like 2010 
Um, the way that we kind of just constantly like covered them became a way where we were sort of becoming more of an authority for, um, for like, for the audience as large. Will you say that though? Like, didn't you write for, didn't yeah, you write so, for us back in the so day? Yeah, I did. And early on when I was doing Sunday scaries, I was sending my stuff out and I was like, man, I want to write. And so, uh, I ended up sending it to a bunch of people and right at the same time, uh, I started, I, I think I had like a few columns published on bro Bible. Um, I right around that time, I got the full-time job offer to come down to Grand X and it was like, well, okay, I guess, uh, my decision has been made for me, but it was like a yeah, very quick course. bang, bang, bang thing. Yeah. Did you even launch the podcast yet? Whenever you wrote that? No, no, I didn't launch it for a few years after. Um, we didn't have any podcasting going on. So I was really just like, I mean, I was, I was happy if a column of mine got 50 clicks. Were you, write, were you writing under your name or was it a Sunday Scaries? Thing? Sunday Scaries okay. name. Yeah. I was too, I was too afraid to write under my name, but I mean, I had been following Bro Bible and really TFM for a while before I even started writing. I mean, I wasn't totally relating with the TFM content for obvious reasons because I'm a, a GDI, yeah. but I did what? enjoy watching. Uh, I did enjoy <laughs> like it was just hilarious content, like yeah. seeing college kids doing dumb stuff, the one liners, everything. And then Bro Bible just kind of hit the same stride with everything. And I mean, we were listening to all those people you named, every single person you just named, we were listening to and having fun. And so uh, I just wasn't sure. Like I'm, I know the wall was like a huge reason the one-liners from TFM was a huge reason that things started blowing up, especially on Twitter. That was the reason. Yeah, that's yeah. how it yeah. started. Yeah. And, then, what, and then like Reagan Bush 84, which some people wear on television these days um, on jury duty. Yeah, that's Back right. <laughs> what about back-to-back -back World War Chips? That was the one that I What was, was bigger? Like, what well. was bigger between those two? Oh, it, okay. Back-to-back? So I was originally hired. I was hired by Grand X in twenty in October of twenty eleven, and they're like, "All right, you're gonna you're gonna run the whole operations for Ratty Gentleman." Well, it actually, was called Frocket Tees at the time. Frat pocket, <laughs> frat combined, pocket. combined two things. It was front front pocket. <laughs> oh, front pocket. Front okay. Pocket. No, dude, it was definitely frat pocket. So yeah, frocket, everybody. Frocket tees, and we had uh, a few designs going, and I sh I was shipping. So probably pocket. I was doing like twelve orders a day. Like it, it was not a big operation. And so in my spare time, when I wasn't doing that, I was writing columns, and that's how I got my start, like in the content part. But we soon switched over to Ratty Gentleman, and then we saw the back to back World War Champs design floating around somewhere on the internet like we didn't come up with it but yeah. we saw it or maybe someone submitted it to us it was like an old like a vintage hat that said it or something with like a big rope on it we're like that is a killer idea and so we launched this design and we went like i said i was doing 12 orders a day at the time and when that thing picked up steam i was staying up up at the office until like seven eight o'clock just filling orders and we were doing hundreds a day and i couldn't keep up could not keep up and that that was really what like funded the company and we were able to hire more people and get the content, you know, the content arm of the company going even more. But we finally, I was like, guys, I can't, this is not a one man operation. Hundreds a day. And I'd, I'd go back in the morning and, and check the, you know, the feed and like, oh, I got I have 500 to do today. It was like, guys, we can't do it anymore. Uh, so we outsourced that. But that like, that got the company funded in order to us, you know, gave us the, the freedom to do a whole lot more on the content side and release more designs. It was a wild ride, but that was a design that really made Grand X take off for sure. That that shirt was everywhere. I yeah. remember like, because we were in New York um, and I remember when like, 
when I'd go to like some of like some of the like Murray Hill bars and everything like that, and people would be like wearing that like tank, just realizing that like, oh man, that's like that's like the 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 like bro culture, like millennial guy culture, like shirt of the summer. Um, it was it was everywhere. Like and we were and, yeah, and like when you talk about like rivalry, like we were definitely like from a business standpoint jealous. Like we were like, <laughs> we were like, damn, like Hell yeah, you guys those guys are capitalizing on merch and we don't have merch. That's sick. You should have just stolen the design like Barstool did. They did the they they did the exact same thing. Like, there are a number a of outlets that, that sold it. It was like I remember when I got on, there was like five different no, yeah. not even five, like ten. Like yeah. so many people were selling it. We're like, well, I remember JJ Watt wore the shirt on Hard Knocks at the time. That's right. It was a really big deal. I do remember that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Was that like rookie year, JJ Watt? Had to be. Year one or two. Uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it was probably 2012 when it happened. However old he was then, I'm not sure. Yeah, wild ride, man. Mm. Yeah. I mean, those are like the little cool things where like I feel like you, you know, t- for me, like reflecting back on them when you realize like, oh, you're kind of like your sort of newness culturally is like really important. Um, and it converges just with like the storm of other things that are happening. Like. One of the things that I think I I that was super interesting was like uh back in the day was Evan Spiegel, the founder of Snapchat. Like he initially like pitched us like Snapchat via like a blind email to Bro Bible. And like we just ignored it. We were just like, <laughs> uh, like <laughs> we were like, oh, this this doesn't matter. This sounds weird. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, and then what was the other one too that I thought that I always think is really funny? Oh, uh Chet Hanks, like Chet Hayes back in the day, he like, he just like, we just like had him come to, before he like blew up or, you know, kind of went on his white boy uh, summer. Yeah. What did the white boy summer thing? We were like, he was, he was just a college rapper at Northwestern and he like really wanted to come to our office because like, you know, at the time, um, you know, like, so it was the blog era of music and that was how a lot of like new music was distributed. So he wanted to kind of like, just like chat us up to, you know, basically like distribute his rap. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's so funny to think of like, and he was, he's a very nice, he's a very kind, nice, nice guy. It was a good hang to be honest. <laughs> Do you ever have nightmares about the uh, like, internet footprint you're leaving behind with like all that you've written in your past dave mentioned like that that tfm link being dead which i'm so thankful for (laughs) that a lot of that stuff you can no longer like it's it's been archived all the time all the time it's such a blessing all the time we've like we've had to you know and and the, the the reality is that just like the nature of what we were for like basically four or five years um I mean, we distributed a lot of like, just, Hey, this YouTube video is going viral. This thing is like, whatever. There really wasn't a whole lot of copy. And now like years later, as we've continued to preserve the business or, you know, honestly, your businesses is in one of the best spots we've ever been in. But like, as, uh, as we've, as we've like continued with, you know, evolving as an organization, um, we've had to like, you know, get rid of a lot of that thin content because, uh, it's like SEO best practices. Google doesn't like it. It's like, there's not really any context by just saying that like, you know, some video went viral and, 
you know, it's really popular in a fraternity listserv or something like that. Um, so like the flipper, the footprint stuff like that, it's definitely like, it's definitely real. And we've thought about it. We've thought about it a lot, especially though, because like we've wanted to get, we've wanted to get bro Bible into like deeper with like SEO and stuff like that. So a lot of that old stuff, we're just kind of yeah. like, eh, it doesn't really matter anymore. You know? <laughs> Oh gosh. I would love to just be able to nuke a couple pages that are still up right now for myself. Oh, absolutely. It's probably nothing like actually bad, but I'm like, oh man, that's just a bad column. Like yeah. I just I just mailed it yeah, in right there. Yeah. Like that just isn't that this is a terrible representation of myself. Those, those days when the site was slow, the, the remotes hadn't submitted anything. I, I'm just gonna write something to put something on the site and like look, it's like terrible, just a total mail in. Dude, the the article I wrote about the uh the guy who wanted to kill himself, so he went down to Mexico um and while he was down there he does a bunch of cocaine and sleeps with a bunch of prostitutes and he's like you know what i want to keep living that like that was the, the obviously the headline's a story there but i wrote that article and it was one of the worst articles i think i've ever written but the headline has gone viral so many times over and my name like some of the some of the screen captures have Roger Dorn, which I'm thankful for, but some of them have Dylan Shivery, and it's like <laughs> I don't want I don't want this floating around uh, for eternity on the internet. I want it to disappear. I got bad like, news. It's yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's gone around enough at this point that you're you're fucked. I won't get into details, but you were almost the reason for a major motion picture with that story. I know. Like, no. and uh, yeah. Oh man. Who was, I don't Get think we're chat. legally allowed to say who okay. was doing it. Okay. Yeah. I, like I actually, I, you've I, heard I would, of him though. Oh yeah. 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 You've heard of him. That's right. I forgot that he like bought the story from us. Yeah. 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 Weird. That, I, I mean, it's really funny. I've, every time I see that screen, screen grab, it's like, it's such an old internet time castle too, because yeah. even just like the design and UX, the f- oh, the of font. Like how it was screenshot. Oh, the, it's so funny. Like the featured image, I'm like, okay, what can I? We were really scared about, you know, like copyright infringement back then. So I don't know. I didn't know what what picture to use. So I just I think I got on like MapQuest.com and I just did. <laughs> I typed in like Austin to. Cabo, wherever the story took place, Austin to Cancun or whatever it was, and it was like the 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 worst graphic of all time. It was just like the route to get there on a map, and I like that was the image, and like it makes no. The guy wasn't even from Austin. Like that's where I was, so that's where I the origin started. It's really stupid. What what was the TSM article <laughs> that had a really bad featured image where the girl's like on a landline phone, but it's about texting him back or something? It said why why he's not texting you back was the the title. Yeah, and the image was just some girl like staring at a, a rotary phone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's such an old school. And phone. so, but I, I won't say the the young lady's name who wrote it. But I was like, by the way, you know this is people are dunking on you all over the internet, right? What's the reason for the? It's, it's an picture. engagement hack, dude. She was like, it's like supposed to be like ironic it or was, something in real. And it's like okay, in retrospect, it was kind of genius because it's still. Yeah. I, I saw it not that long Maybe ago. Maybe she's smarter than all of us because we it got shared so many she different probably times. Probably is. Yeah, I saw. General. I see it like every now and then, like your, uh, yeah. your Mexico thing. <laughs> yeah. So good. I have an idea why he's not texting you back. He's yeah. staring at a rotary phone. Brandon, when are cargos coming back? Dude, I think they're. I think they're back, man. Let's go. I kind of think like, they are too. What? Why are we? Why do we not have a like? Yo, that was such a like. Why do we not have cargo shorts discourse like we used to have? Mm-hmm. Like, because I think we shamed everyone out of them. Like, no one wears them. Like, for 
a decade, <laughs> like people just gave up on them. They're tired of getting made fun of. Dave actually famously uh, skydove in some cargo shorts. Yeah, I made the mistake yesterday. Like on you should the be skydived. It probably is. I, I told y'all when I was seventeen, I went skydiving in California in cargos, and I, I felt weird even saying it because like I could feel Dylan. Like there's something in Dylan that just want to be like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was weird that you also had Sperry's on too while you did it, though. Okay. I yeah, but were they gold Ooh. cups? Were they gold cups? I think they were New Balances with like the old, like the the ones with the giant N on them. Like I feel like I, I had the old oh, school the nine nineties, the nine nineties. Yeah. yeah. You ever been to a wedding where like a girl shows up in a dress and the dress has pockets in it, and everyone goes wild and she's like, "Look at my pockets!" and everyone's like, "Oh, those are sick pockets." I show up to a wedding in cargo shorts and everyone's like, dude, what are you doing? And it's like, why do you have so many pockets on your person? Dave, the 990s remind me of one of my favorite TFMs of all time. And it's like um, the reflection of a bunch of ends running across the the frat house front lawn when the cops show up or something like the, that. The ref little reflective. Yeah, because oh, they, yeah. it's like a reflective end on the shoe. Yeah. So I good. remember like we, we had this guy um, who – just kind of like a random internet writer. Um, obviously, like we spent so much, we spilt so much ink over like the cargo shorts thing. We had this, we had this guy who was a state trooper in Idaho, I think, who was like, I want to, he like reached out to me and he's like, I love cargo shorts. I want to write an in defense of like cargo shorts. Like, will you publish it if I write it? And I'm just like, I was like, I was like, yeah, you're like a, you know, you're like a 45 year old <laughs> yeah. like state trooper in Idaho. Like, I will a thousand percent like publish that. <laughs> and <laughs> so he did, and it was really, it was really great. It was super thoughtful. He had written a couple other things for us at the time, and the amount of like vitriol I got for that like was was absolutely unfathomable. But like, people also loved it too. Um, I think that was maybe where people were like, were like, oh, the bro Bible guys aren't real bros. They're just you know they're 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 fake bros oh, no. because they're supportive cargo shorts. You lost oh, it. God, that, they're not real bros. The, <laughs> my favorite, my favorite on, on when TFM when so, y'all would post a photo of like it could be like Leonardo DiCaprio or something in cargo shorts and it's just him doing something really cool because it's Leo. The top comment, without a doubt, would always be cargos, just cargos, <laughs> cargos. like just like pointing it out. Like, yep. Yeah, we see him, man. Yeah, man. Not oh, cool. God. We shouldn't have posted this one. Man, the old the old days. There's so much fun. So much fun. I need, I'm going to go get some cargo shorts this weekend. Let's just bring them back. Yeah, Fuck it. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Brandon, can we talk music? Yeah, let's. You know, Will's on kind of a journey here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Ooh. I have I have questions for you because I'm I'm looking to you as our guiding light here. Um What's been a really good recent show that you've been to lately, and and what's on your summer tour schedule this year? Oh my gosh! Thank you. I'm so glad that we pivoted to the subject. <laughs> uh, so I just wrapped up a three night run at Hollywood Bowl out here for uh, Fish, a band I've seen over a hundred times. Are they your and, most seen uh, band? Yeah, 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 without a doubt. And like a lot of my like a lot of my, I mean, uh, you know some of my best friends from growing up are like really into fish my brother and i it's like a very, really special thing for my brother and i to go to the shows we've been to you know uh so many over the years and uh and actually i, I met my i met my partner at a, at a show as well um but but so like fish is like a huge huge thing for me but um three nights at the hollywood bowl was 
absolutely incredible. Um, just because it's such a, it's, it was kind of a, I, I moved to California in 2017 and, uh, it was kind of a bucket list like venue for me to see, uh, to see fish there just because it's outdoors. It's like this old school, you know, Greek amphitheater. Um, the, you, there's not a bad like sight line in it. And, you know, it's like 65 degrees at night. Um, so it was just an incredible, incredible uh, experience. So three nights in a row there. That was really fun. This weekend, I'm going to the Willie Nelson uh, 90th birthday um, shindig, which I'm super, super stoked on. It's got like the lineup's crazy. It's like, yeah. crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's like Neil Young and like, uh, you know, Neil Young and uh, like Billy Strings, like Tyler Childress, all these guys. Um, so that's going to be real fun. And then I'm going to see a couple of Dead and Company shows here. Like and since it's their final tour, I'm a big John Mayer guy. I like, I like John and what he does. And uh, I, I think I'm going to go to the forum out here. And then I'm going to go to San Francisco for some of the final ones at AT&T. And uh, other than that, some like my, my, my biggest like cool new band that I'm really into is this group called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Um <laughs> Which is an Australian psych rock band. Dude, Dylan was actually uh, telling me about them like this morning. I've been spinning them for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah really you were good. early on them. <laughs> Are you talking about the They're Australian like, rock band formed in 2010 in Melbourne, Victoria? <laughs> exactly. Wow, that's good, exactly. Good work, Dave. About. That's right. It's crazy you knew that. Stu McKenzie, you know, boys, Cook Craig, all of them. <laughs> They uh they they have this like very like 70s psych rock like uh you know sound and they like they 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 make an absolutely exhaustive amount of um of, of music. Last year they released like four studio albums. Um and yeah, they're just incredibly incredibly creative. And this year they're playing a lot bigger venues on their on the tour. And uh on the summer solstice, they're playing Hollywood Bowl. And it's going to be like a three hour straight through set. They're like straight up marketed it like that. They're like, we're going to get on the stage and we're not going to leave it for three hours. And we're going to be playing the whole time. So they saw like my thing. They must've gone to the heiress tour and saw Taylor just put in absolute work for three hours straight. Yeah. It worked for her. They can do it. <laughs> the, the gizzard lizard Kings can do it. King gizzard and the lizard wizard. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at I'm pictures. trying to see Taylor though this summer on her. Don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on it. Will and I both went and it was, I do not regret it at all. I almost wish I had scored Houston tickets because I would have gone. I would have gotten to see again. It was a lot of fun. Damn. Yeah. Look at you. It's going to happen. Mate. I have to manifest it just like a little bit more. Than, It'll happen you know. for you. Where Where yeah. are you based? Where do you live, Brandon? I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. I'm in uh, on the west side in Culver City. What went into the, the the thought process behind the move to to head out there? I'm kind of jealous. I'm not kind of jealous. I'm really yeah. jealous. Well, so, you know, we started, Bro Bible started in New York. And, like, I was kind of being involved uh, on the partnership side. You know, we were, we were really uh, focused on, you know, the trajectory throughout the years. Bro Bible, like, New York was a great place to start the brand um, because, obviously, there's, you know, the advertising industry is based there. The kind of news like industry, if you will, was there. And that opened a lot of doors for us. Um, 
So it was a great place to kind of spend my twenties. Um, but then when we, when we, we sold bro Bible in 2012 to a group called woven digital, which repped y'all for TFM on the ad side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were like an O and O in that group. Um, we had, we were, we were a part of it for six years. And then in that, my role kind of changed to more of the business opera, like the business side in, in regards to like working with advertisers a lot. Um, in addition to like content and just kind of like quarterbacking the way a lot of things work within the confines of like that organization that had like 20 salespeople and, uh, you know, all these other kind of things going on. Um, so they were like, their mothership was out here in Los Angeles and I was working like California hours in New York. And that sort of was driving me nuts that I would, you know, be in the office until like eight or nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I kind of like was pretty straight up with the, with that, that organization it was like, Hey, look, like if I'm going to spend all my days, you know, rather than just blogging or like making content, which is what I'd love to do. Cause first and foremost, I consider myself a writer. Um, if I'm going to spend all my days like writing copy and, you know, making decks and like all the like kind of backend business stuff uh, for people in California, um, you know, that need to talk through things and everything like that, like you guys should just move me there. So um, that, that eventually happened. They, uh, they, they moved me from New York to California. Um, I integrated with that organization really for just a couple months. And then they were like, well, we're selling to, uh, to, to another group. Um, and like, we don't, Bro Bible doesn't want to go along or we don't, the, the buyer doesn't want Bro Bible to go along with the sale. Um, but you have an opportunity to kind of take destiny back in your own hands. Um, so we formed like a partnership group to buy Bro Bible back out of that sell sale and then run everything like totally independently. And, uh, I just love California too. Like at a, at, it was kind of my vibe and it was like, I thought lost, I think there's, you know, in 2017, there was a lot of really interesting like stuff happening with like YouTubers and culture and stuff like that in Los Angeles. Um, and, uh, I, you know, it's just kind of was where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've stayed because I like it. Like, <laughs> so it's kind of a good place it. to do it. This chapter, you know. <laughs> how's uh, how's J Cam? What's he up to these days, dude? He's great, man. He's our CEO. He's no uh, shit. C bro. C bro. He came down. He came down to Austin. This was probably gosh, 2014, 15-ish. Uh, for South by Southwest. I don't know if you were on that yep. trip or not, but he, I, went, I was there. I just did golf with you guys. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't play golf with them, but I did meet him at a riffraff concert downtown yeah, Austin. Ours. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. And I was there for like three hours waiting for him to hit the stage. And he was so late that I, I just went home. I didn't get to see him perform, but yeah, I, I, think so, I was I'm so happy that you brought this up. Cause I wanted to talk about it, but I was like, <laughs> We're hoping it would come up organically. Okay. Um, dude, that show was sick. A bunch of a bunch of Grand X people came, as I remember, like because we wanted to since Austin's your home city, we wanted to invite y'all. Yeah. And uh 
dude, Riff Raff, that was, it was such a, it was a great party that was marred by the fact that Riff Raff, like. Just wouldn't hit the stage. Is, wouldn't hit the, so he did hit the stage with 10 minutes left before we had to close down pretty <laughs> all. Like, it, it was like a whole nightmare because um, we were going back and forth with like his, you know, like, I think it was like a manager or something like that. And he was like, he was just kind of, he was just being riffraff, like, yeah, and like was refusing to show up and come. And I don't know, there was some kind of issue. But then I think like, but we were sort of like, well, this is a breach and you've already been paid. So like, you're going to have to, we're, you're going to have to do some lawyering if you don't show up. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> That kind of thing. And like he did eventually show up and, you know, fulfill. But I think the room was half of the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I got, I, I was just too tired, I think, to stick around. But at least I got to hang out with some of you guys. I don't, were you at that concert? I don't remember meeting you there. I was. Okay. Yeah, I was there. Oh, my yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. I was there. I, I, uh, I was, I was, I was running around because that was like a big, like, um, we had two major advertisers that were like doing things for that one was spike tv uh rip and like they had a they had like a ink masters had this like interactive like tattoo booth like kind of off to the side there mm -hmm. where they were like <laughs> people were getting tatted and then we had jägermeister uh as a as a um as a sponsor too and <laughs> you guys know from uh you you know from Bar Rescue, uh, Chef Brian Duffy, like that character from that show. I don't, I don't know that one. Yeah, Dave he's he was what he's one of the like consultants that Tafer like brings in, but he was behind the bar, uh, pouring pouring drinks. So I was attending to a lot of like him. I didn't get to like socialize that much during during it because I was I was working while Jay got to have a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up Spike TV because now I'm just looking at the Guys Choice Awards from Spike TV, and uh, I'm seeing days. I'm seeing some of their 2007 categories. One of their categories in 2007 was simply hottest Jessica, and there were two nominees: Jessica Alba and Jessica Biel. Ooh, who you got? Imagine getting notified like, "Hey, Dave, you're up for the award, hottest Dave." <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> All my life, I've wanted that oh man yeah. the guy who won the biggest uh one that that year was he he won the guy's guy award and that was adam sandler okay dude the spike awards were 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 iconic back in the day like a-listers were showing up to those award shows dude like, i, I don't know if i want to go to one of those the most or like i kind of want to go to a comedy central roast at some point it just feels like it's in the same realm okay 100 there's a there's a there's like I don't know. Those, those look so much fun. Do they even still do those, though? I'm seeing I, I here. No idea. This says the Guy's Choice Awards, formerly known as the Spike Guy's Choice Awards, is an awards show. It says, is an awards show. So I'm going to assume that there might be some other version of it at this point, but it says it ran from uh, 2007 to 2016. We need to bring it back. Let's get that IP if it's not around. <laughs> we did, like, uh, we did, uh, we did we worked really closely with Viacom on a lot of like, on a lot of those kind of um, like all around the spike guys, guys choice awards. And we did, we did a photo shoot with, um, Oh my gosh, I'm going to blank. It was Chrissy Teigen and 
one of the who is the Alabama quarterbacks? Oh, Catherine Webb. That's it. Uh, Alabama yes, quarterbacks. Yes. Like, oh yeah. Uh, like wife, girl, I think now wife. Is AJ, it AJ, AJ McCarron. Yeah. Yeah. Brent, yeah. Brent yeah Musburger, Musburger uh, perved out on her during one of the games. Yeah. Musburger made her famous. Yeah. Not McCarron got McCarron. a shot, an early shot out last night on the, the draft. Did he? Yeah. Just for being the number one passer in Alabama oh. history. Oh. Will with the facts. Will loves Bama. Yeah. I'm a big football guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know everything about football. Are you really a big Bama fan? No, no. I, I just I just acknowledge that everyone underrates Bama and they deserve more respect all the time. He's not afraid to say it. Yeah. Bama and their 17 national championships, yeah. whatever the hell it is. They're underrated, point. man. What do you think about that Eagles draft? Dude, I feel great. I feel great about it. It's a little – look, I feel great about it. It's a little weird. I don't know, you know – I mean, I don't know how – We'll we'll see what I don't know. We'll see what happens. I I like I think it's our defense is going to be sick. We need it. Like, but at the same point in time, um, you know, I think like I think I'm allowed to like be a little like cautious here too. You know, I get it. Yeah, I don't like it from a, a Cowboys yeah. perspective. But I'd be very happy if I were you. Yeah. I mean, well, well, I'm, uh, I'm, I I hate getting too excited about draft picks because i feel like so many of them just it just doesn't yeah. work out like but yeah. yeah you can't you can't put too much stock into it i would never you ever been to the draft did you ever uh no i really want to go though have really? you guys been no, no. and I, that's funny you say that because i my wife i looked at her last night and i was like why would i ever want to go to this i think i was more i would have been more likely to go when it was indoors than outdoors for some reason i don't really know why but the outdoor thing seems more wild to me whereas like i want to be able to sit down and like tune out for a little bit while drinking some beers agree and i i would also need the cowboys to have like a top 10 pick so i can celebrate and get out of there as opposed to a late round pick uh, which, yeah. you know, you're just watching them kill time to ro- the rolling the Jonas brothers out up for some reason. I'm like, okay, I'm watching last <laughs> the night. Jonas, that was painful. Alyssa was like, my wife's like, is that the Jonas brothers? I'm like, yeah. And she's just like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I don't what? Know. Why? It's never good when the NFL is rolling out people to like kick off the NFL draft. And like Sally comes over to me and she's like, why is the girl from SNL and the guy from Modern Family? Why are they the ones doing it? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's a good question. It's like, that's that. That's the best Kansas City people we have right now. It was like really awkward where like, I mean, when the, uh, you know, the Jonas Brothers started talking about being Penn State football fans, which my ears kind of perked up when that was happening because I went to Penn State, but also like because uh, they've they have some kind of connection to State College, like uh, I think with like some bar owners or something like that. Um, so they do like show up at a lot of games, but then they like, started talking about like Saquon Barkley and just like not really current to the draft right now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> just not topical at all. <laughs> not topical. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun one. Okay, yeah, I figured maybe somewhere along the line that Bro Bible did some kind of a you, event there, but no, I, I mean, I, I, I just kind of want to go, like, just to just to experience it for for some time. But no, we we haven't done a ton of events in this kind of current chapter. Like, that's you know, we've some small things around Los Angeles, but like, um, we've really we've really kind of dialed that business back. Like, but 
man, I love, I love going to stuff like that though. Do you have any, that's uh, why it's kind of a bucket list. Yeah, I get it. Do you have any Austin trips planned this year? Dude, I want to, I really, I want to come for the race, man. I mean, like is, is race weekend fun? It is. It is. It's kind of a weird time though, because I mean, so much of the the actual race happens outside of like Austin. It all happens out at the track. Yeah. And so all those people are there. It does create a very busy scene in Austin. It does create a pretty funny scene in Austin. There's a dynamic within the city that you just don't see very often. There's so many international people in. There's a buzz. Like there's so many like like weird dudes with models walking around that you're like, what's going on? Oh, it's F1 weekend. Oh, that okay. guy has a lot oh, of money. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. took a chopper to this restaurant or something. I haven't actually been to the to a race yet, though. The last race that shameful. I went to, I didn't go to the last one, but I went to the one the year before, and I've been to, I, I think I went to one other one. But it's like the most, it's very well done. Uh, everyone's there to see the race. It is such a positive event. No one's like falling over hammered. Like it's all like a very yeah. like positive, excited, pumped up atmosphere. Uh, it's it's a good time. I, I I hope that they don't lose it. Like there's some uh, theories out there. It's in October usually. Is that right? The late fall. Yeah, I don't know if it's October, November. Yeah. Um, it's right around AC. I'm worried Vegas is going to take away from it though. Yeah. I mean, because no offense to yeah. Austin, but like Vegas is a pretty good draw for an F1 race if you're just a casual fan compared to Austin, where you I have to like go out. I feel like I feel like also the way that they're you know building that track out in Vegas too, where you're able to like just have a vantage point from you know the strip. Like it's gonna be that's gonna, gonna be cool. Ridiculous. I got sucked into like a 30 minute uh, video of you two touring the new Sphere in Las Vegas last night, the new uh, music music venue. Have you guys seen this? No. It's just a giant sphere. I can't wait to go. It looks insane. I know. In the beginning of the video, I was like making fun of it in my head. And then I, by the end of it, I was like, man, I can't wait to go to this sphere. It does look pretty yeah, wild. It, it looks like a snow globe. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a giant snow globe that holds like, I think like 20,000 people or something like that. Yeah. And, oh. uh, and it's, but it's like a, it's like a stage. It's not like an arena. And like um, everything's going to be like all the, the outside of it's going to be like super HD screens and like the inside, I mean, the inside of it's going to be like a giant, essentially, you know, uh, what's it called? Like the, the movie thing. Will, what, uh, what artist is going to pull you, pull you to Vegas to, uh, to, to, to see something? I don't know. I'm worried that it's just, happens. I'm worried it's going to be a U2 set for like the first like year that it's open. <laughs> and I don't know if U2 is going to move the needle for me unless I get some free tickets. I, I think that's a, I think that's like one of the, one of the like ongoing, one of the struggles about that, like about that place is that it's so state of the art and like this multi-billion dollar like facility that like they don't really know who they're going to fill it with. I feel like, like you would need a huge <laughs> you'd need a huge budget in order to create the assets that need to be on the screen behind you to make it worth it for the people that are going to that show. A hundred percent. And that's the thing. Like a lot of, you know, even like really, really big acts, they just don't have like they don't have the budget carved out in production to be able to like actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, maybe if Goose decides to do only Bob Seger covers, I'll go and I'll go Bless and watch it. that, and it'll just be it'll just be Lake Michigan in the background, and I'll be happy. Are uh, are you guys familiar with uh, uh, Rough? Are you guys familiar with with the Goose? I am. Has, has Goose bubbled up on this podcast yet? No, but uh, I got a feeling it's about to. You you uh, you've heard Goose. You just haven't realized that you've heard Goose. Okay. At this point, is this something Dylan and I would be into? I, I am unfamiliar. 
probably as a surprise to nobody. You're just familiar with the way that your high school friends do it. Talk That's, about goose. Oh, yeah. If you want to get goosed, then I, I got some people. You, <laughs> yes, you, got, the you guy. got a guy. You got a goose yeah. guy. <laughs> you got a goose guy. <laughs> uh-huh. They, they show up in the bumper music on Fox Sports uh, NFL games every now and then. Do they really? Uh, yeah, I know they, yeah, have, I know yeah, they have the, the guy, guy that runs it. it. The guy who does it is uh, he's he's actually become a, uh, a friend of mine out here in Los Angeles. His name's Jake Jolly. He's like the the music guy. That's why you hear like Fish and like mm-hmm. you know Grateful Dead and a bunch of like you know uh, kind of left of center music in Fox Sports productions these days. Jake Jake Jolly, he's a great guy. A lot of fun. Yeah, it is always interesting to hear that. It's like, what what, what just happened? Like, how did that take us into commercial break? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, Goose has been regularly compared to jam bands such as Fish and Umphreys McGee, both of which the band's members count as influences. Is that correct? Dude, wow, Dave. That's amazing <laughs> knowledge. How do you know all this stuff? It's just like, I, I forgot it at first, and then you said Goose, and you said Goose, and you put emphasis on it. Now I remember it. Now you get it. Now you get it. Yeah, dude. Shout out to uh, Trevor and Peter and the boys. <laughs> good band good band i was listening to one of your shows one time and i was laughing at it every time you say good band <laughs> <laughs> yeah dave's probably your favorite he's everybody's favorite yeah that's yeah. dave that's dave not a, okay. not a big deal we've accepted it it's fine yeah this is what they do they, yeah. they marginalize me like this oh come on man you're my favorite too by the way thank dave. you yeah, what, what the fuck oh oh sorry oh yeah that's cool man i was just kidding man no, that's cool it's cool what's next for brandon in 2023 Oh, let's see here. I mean, uh, we're really, we're really like stay the course with the bro Bible business right now. Um, we got like some cool new distribution stuff going on with like MSN and, um, we're, we, we added some, some new writers last year that, uh, that have been pretty, pretty fun to have in the mix, uh, especially on the sports front. We get to sports coverage pretty quickly these days which is which is awesome we've kind of optimized the business like that um you know just trying to do like cooler different stuff to be honest um i think sometimes people are like you guys i'm sure you guys kind of feel this way about like you know with everything that you guys have built um you know a lot of it it, like people will be like oh what's like what's next what's like how are you gonna like you know, 4X, 3X, whatever. Um, but like, we're a, we're a 15 person like company these days. Um, and like, we're pretty content with just running, like maintaining, you know what I mean? And like capitalizing on opportunities when we can here and there. I'm kind of talking in esoteric business speak. I'm so sorry. Go off. How do you scale your business? But, like, no, like, I mean, I think people that think they're, they're, they're like, how do you, you know, how do you become this big, massive thing? And like, for, I think for a lot of us, we're kind of more just like, Hey, we've done this for, you know, like, like 13 years now. Like, it's not really about like getting massive and culturally huge or anything like that. Like, it's more about like, just continuing to maintain and, you know, be proud of what we what we're putting out does that make sense yeah of course it does absolutely that's a great perspective well thanks for joining us today man i like to think of these like content things as like family restaurants you know like not necessarily like mcdonald's like it's like everybody has that great iconic like 
family restaurant that everybody knows in a city or neighborhood. And, uh, and like, that's like, that's a, like, my perspective is I'd rather bro Bible be that than I would, you know, be McDonald's. I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to use that in a meeting like yes. three months from now. And you guys are going to be like, Oh shit. You guys took that from Brandon. That was Man, deep. Like, dog. We're like, Dylan and I are <laughs> texting. Like, he totally <laughs> stole this from Brandon. <laughs> uh, well, we got a link. We got to, uh, we, next time we're on the West coast or next time you're in Austin, we got to, we got to yeah. link and do this in person. You might, you might see me in Dude. July in San Francisco. If you're there. Dude, that would be, that would be awesome. I'd love to. And, uh, you know, I was, I was hoping I was like, uh, Dave, when you like invited me to come on, man, I was like, I was like, damn, I should go to Austin for this. But because I got the Willie thing tomorrow, I like, I get it. <laughs> I you just completely understand. You just got to come here for a Willie show sometime. He does enough. He does enough here. That's a fair, fair. <laughs> hey, where can the folks follow you on uh, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want to plug? Yeah. Tw uh, Twitter, Twitter's kind of my go-to um, a little bit. It's, it's kind of weird these days, but like, you know, um it's just my name brandon wennard uh and also i'm trying to build up my instagram let's like, go <laughs> like so uh i should plug my instagram it's just uh brandon dot wennard on instagram um i would be super appreciative if people followed me there <laughs> i want to like share cool shit <laughs> so follow <laughs> brandon everybody <laughs> Go, yeah. Say no more. Go hit that follow button. All right, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll hear from you again in the near future. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for having me on, man. It uh, it means the world to connect, and you know I have so much respect for for what you guys do and what you guys have built um, into all your various endeavors, and you know nothing but nothing but love and support from over here. Well, back at you, man. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate that a lot. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. All right, Brandon. We'll see you, man. Yeah, man. See y'all. See ya. Thank you. Coffee's for closers only. You think I'm fucking with you? I am not fucking with you. I am, I am, I am, I am not fucking with you. Coffee's for closers only. Closers only. Coffee's for closers only. I'm going to catch up. Oh, yeah.